Ooh, it's, it's spooky season. It's Rocktober. It is Rocktober. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. If you're um, rocking right now, you're listening to classic rock. <laughs> double shot of Zeppelin. Yeah, get into it. It's um we have the windows open, so I don't know if you'll hear some neighborhood noises. Maybe you hear a ghost out there. Welcome to our podcast. Maybe this is your first time joining yeah. us. God, I hope so. I hope there's someone that this is our first time. God, I hope so. <laughs> God, I hope so. It's not just the usual suspects. Right? No offense to the usual suspects, of course. All right. I'm Janie. I'm Paul. We're married. I I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Start, you start us off. Welcome this to Stay of Homekins. This is our, like, our little spiel to get you in. Yeah. Welcome to Stay of Homekins. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. He's a comedian. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. She's an actress. Together, we're, we're a married, married couple, couple living in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. And this and is our, our after, after dinner, dinner podcast. Conversation. <laughs> podcast, conversation podcast. This is our after dinner conversation, conversation podcast, podcast. Podcast. This is where you get to sort of like dip in on us on our date night. We do it once a month, and we get a little cookie. We have other date nights <laughs> that we don't share. We just share this. We don't one. bring our Zoom everywhere we go. Yes, it's the second Friday of every month. This is our tenth episode of twenty twenty three. I got my weekend water. You got your weekend water. That's right. We're also doing a little fun bonus thing this month. That's right. We're ready to rocktober and rolltober right now. Um, more on all that later. First of all, let's catch up. I just got very tired. What? Here's what happened. I thought we were like having like an energetic evening. I was. And then for like 20 minutes, it felt like autumn, right? It felt like fall. What do you mean? Like 20 minutes when? Like when I got home at... Five or something. Okay. I mean, it is autumn, isn't it? It is, but it doesn't feel like sort it of? in LA all the time. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And but I today thought, oh, it finally did. it's happening. And so right up until I want to say 20 minutes ago, okay. it felt cool and, you know, uh, crisp. Yeah. And now it feels hot and muggy again. <laughs> Do you want me to open the door? No. No. This, you- is, this is nobody's business but the listeners. Okay. I don't want some passerby. Well, do you want me to close the house and turn the air conditioning on? No, dear, no. Right. I'm just telling you where I am right now. I'm, I'm, I know, and I should not be offering solutions. They say that's like terrible. <laughs> You're just supposed to listen, but God, it's excruciating sometimes just to listen, isn't it? <laughs> like you just want to sometimes. I don't think it's that you sometimes never. Sometimes you want to help, right? But I think you have to check in with the person to see what they need. Do they need? To vent, or do, are they looking for a solution? What are you looking for? Right now, I just needed to vent. Could have fooled me. <laughs> I mean, yes, they, thank you, vent. I'm just saying because... Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for venting. Thank you for venting. Okay, so... Are you, do you need to take a break? We could take a break. No, I don't need to take a break. <laughs> we just started. I know, but okay, you're right. You're just supposed to vent. Vent some more. Yeah. I, no, I'm done venting. Now I want to check in with you. See, it's warm. You took off your sweater. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? 
Because you, I think, <laughs> like, maybe because you lit these candles. For, this is not a strong start. <laughs> like, I'm almost tempted to start over. No, this all stays. This all stays. You think these little candles are contributing to the yeah, heat? Yeah, I do. Wow. I really do, actually. Wow. I'm going to blow them out. <laughs> no. You're supposed to, first of all, you don't blow out candles from across the room. <laughs> That's why we have the snuffer. Didn't you ever have a snuffer when you were a kid? No. Oh my, when I was a kid and my parents would entertain and they would have candles on the table, I got to sometimes be the person who went around and snuffed them out with the snuffer. It was so exciting to me. We just like blew the candles out. We didn't have snuff. You're allowed to do that, but the, the, Danger with blowing the candles out is that sometimes you can blow wax all over the place. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're five feet away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did I, did I get you with the wax? No, I don't think you got me. I don't think you got anything. All right. Well, sorry. Did that help? Did what help? Oh, my God. Oh, blowing the candles out? Results inconclusive. Check with me later. Speak. No, this is it. This is the podcast. Honey, this don't you understand? Spooky. This is spooky season, including this conversation. Here, here's the spooky season for you. This is the way the podcast has always been. <gasps> no, it hasn't. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. Okay. Well, let's talk and about... And written on the mirror in blood was, welcome to the wonderful world of Stay of Homekins. Welcome to the wonderful world of SFH. <laughs> In lipstick. Do you remember hearing that when you were a kid? Yes, of course. Welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS. When you first heard it, did you believe it? Yes, of course. I think I must have too. I can't remember. Because it really fucking happened. (laughs) Somewhere, it really fucking happened. I feel like when I heard it, I might have been too old to believe it. Mm. I might have been in my late teens, early 20s. Because I think I heard it from the guy who was the bouncer at the comedy <laughs> works in Philadelphia. <laughs> so by that point I was out of the house and I was like in yeah, the grown up world. He's and not credible. Yes. And when I and when I remember him that like guy. doing the punchline to the story and thinking, that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I think it happened. You do? Yeah. I definitely think it happened. You think some now when you heard the story, was it a woman picked up a man? I don't remember the details of the story other than like, if you sleep or, oh, by the way, this is reminding me of this book I'm reading because we talked about looking for Mr. Goodbar. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. Our stupid devices are fucking <laughs> popping off. God. <laughs> this is so unprofessional. It's embarrassing. You get what you pay more. Call back to an earlier. That's right. Okay. So, okay. I never heard the details. I guess now that we're talking about it, I'm realizing it is like some kind of like cautionary bullshit tale to like keep you from sleeping around. Yeah. In during eight. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like basically What you think it was like planted by the man? Like parents or something? 
I don't know who, like, or Dr. Fauci. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Dr. Fauci was like, God, like, we can't get the word out. No one will recognize it in the Reagan admin. We've got to come up. And lipstick, it said, welcome to the the wonderful wonderful world world of of COVID. Or no, we need to, like, get, because he was, like, the guy, he was, like, he was the czar during AIDS. Was he really? Yes. You didn't know that? I think I f- knew it and forgot it. And like he visited bathhouses and stuff. Like he was like trying. Oh, okay. To- I don't think I knew this at all. No, yes, because he like wanted to get the. Wor- he wanted to understand mm-hmm. like what was going on with this epidemic, mm-hmm. or you know, and like trying to get the word out. Mm-hmm. And like during the Reagan administration. Like they didn't recognize AIDS uh, no, for that, like the longest I, time. I, I know that. I just didn't know that Dr. Fauci was he was the AIDS czar. Well, he's like a he's like a pandemic dude, right? Just in general. So he's like been around. He's like old. Do you think? Yeah, I get that. Do you think that he was like? He would say, "How many people got it?" And they would say, "Like a hundred. And he would say, "Not enough." And then they would come back and they'd say, okay, now 500 people have it. And he goes, you're getting closer. And then they say, okay, a thousand people have it. He's like, now I'm on the case. Because he doesn't do any small jobs. (laughs) He's the epidemic guy. He's like, oh, you're saying like. If only three. It's like, call me. I don't get out of bed for less than one thousand. <laughs> oh, sick I people. get it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So you're saying he doesn't get out of bed for less than a thousand sick people? That's literally what I <laughs> just said. <laughs> so good call. He was like basically like, bitches. This is a fucking epidemic. We got to get the word out. And like, no one was like doing shit. And he was like, I'll just start this rumor about. Lipstick, you know, welcome to the wonderful <laughs> world of AIDS or whatever. I have to take this in my own hands. <laughs> I have to come up with one of my famous rumors. I have to come up with something. And then, okay, so this leads us, we saw this friend of ours the other night from New York. She was in town and we went to dinner and somehow this came up the other night just us, was that we've never seen the movie Searching for Mr. Goodbar. Looking for Mr. Goodbar. Searching for Bobby Fisher, looking for Mr. Goodbar. Also searching for Sugar Man. Did they ever find him? Yeah, they did. <laughs> that movie's awesome, by the way. I did have Stanley, the soundtrack. Did Stanley Tucci ever find Italy? I don't know. Mm. I think he did. God, I hope he found it. He's like a reverse Christopher Columbus. <laughs> he definitely did. I'm just saying, oh, looking for Mr. Goodbar. Yeah. Okay, so I never saw it. You never saw it. And we were like, I wonder if that's like a watch along candidate. Because we, you know, it's like an important movie of the time. And so we were telling our friend, Christine, the other night, and she was like, oh, my God, like, I was kind of like into that whole story. And she was saying that there was this um, true crime book about it called Closing Time. And it kind of like covered the real case. I'm glad you said that because I I could not remember the name of the book and it was driving me crazy. Because I'm reading it. Oh, I didn't did you I not like tell later you later that night, right? You immediately well, bought no, it. No, I had to finish this other book I was like really into. Um which is going to be one of my recommendations at the end, so I'll Ironically tell you that. Later. enough, opening time. <laughs> Closing time. 
Like we would play that when I bartended and by- of course you would. <laughs> How could you not? Of course. I didn't play it. I was like I when I said when I bartended, that's not what I meant. When I waited tables at the bar, the bartender got to choose right. the music. Right, right, right. But yeah. But I mean if you if you if you own a bar, if you run a bar mm-hmm. and you're not playing that at the end of the night. Right. If you're not playing it at last call, you're right. out of your mind. Or or I'd be stroking because that's what they played at John Paul State Palaces and Saloon where I learned how to wait tables. Whatever. Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas, Clarence. I, I know. So when they played that, did everybody know? Was that last call or was that get out? That was get out. Okay. Why that song do you I think? don't know. But it probably they've been doing that for a million years. I don't know. John Paul State. Did we eat there? No. Where oh, we- you're thinking of yesterdays. Yesterdays. That's where we eat because that's where I also. That's right. That's where they play. That's where I waited tables. And they would play. Um, you never even call me. You by never my even name. call me by my yeah, name. Great song. Yeah. Well, I not only did I work there, but so did Pat Conroy's brother. Mm-hmm. He would bartend there, like on the weekends, right? At the same time. Well, like concurrent. You were you worked there with him sometimes. Well, I think he just did for like decades. Mm-hmm. So like on and off. Did you, you know bug I mean? him about his brother? Did you ask him? No, I never person? met him or talked to him. Oh. Like I I was never like on shift with him. This is what I was getting at. Yes, oh, you. yes, 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 yes. No, but like so I would go in there and he'd be working behind the bar. And you'd see him. And, you'd and think, I'd see him. That's the man whose brother wrote The Prince of Time. I'm like obsessed with Pat Conroy. See, I don't think people know that I like love Pat Conroy. Because of where you're from, where he's from. Where I'm from, where he's from. But I mean like, like... He is like a, like, you know, the whole like great American novel, like that kind of thing. Like to me, he represents something mm-hmm. like literary mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Now I'm not going to like argue through like a modern lens. There might be some like white saviory stuff in his stuff, mm-hmm. but I think he came at it from a genuine place. Most of it isn't that, right? No, but like Lords of Discipline is about his time at the Citadel, which is the only military college, state-supported military college in South Carolina. And it's like... And the Great Santini is kind of about his dad. Oh, 100. I mean, definitely about his dad. Like he wrote a memoir called The Death of Santini Mm -hmm. about his dad dying, which is like amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say white saviory, I mean like, I don't mean it in like... Probably like what modern audiences consider that mm-hmm. now. Like, because anyway, but like Lords of Discipline was about like the first African-American student ever admitted to Citadel in right. the 60s. Right, right. And he went to the Citadel. When that happened? Yes. Wow. And so like there is like some genuine, you know, experience mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like manufactured like... I'm the only one who's woke or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he might have been the only one who was woke. <laughs> True. <laughs> At the time. He's now dead or whatever. But yeah, so anyway, I digress because I'm talking about looking for Mr. Goodbar, which is like the the whole, okay, the whole crime, I guess, I which I didn't 
maybe know that it wasn't that movie was inspired by a real case. Yeah, I didn't know until we had that conversation. Well, I read a lot of true crime. So Christine was like, oh, yeah, closing time, the book, this, you know, this woman like investigated the whole thing. And like, basically, I, I was like, oh, did that come before the movie? And she was like, yeah, that came before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, I'm totally gonna read closing time. So, so like, I start reading it. And I read like a lot of true crime. Mm -hmm. It is like, the weirdest. Because like, okay, so my whole thing about us being like, welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS, like being cautionary. So yeah. I guess like from what I understand, and I don't know because I've never seen Looking for Mr. Goodbar, is that the idea of this movie or book it was based on or whatever it was of the time, this is like what, first first wave feminism or whatever where like it's the probably women, yeah it's probably still first first wave, wave. Yeah. so like basically women are like now can be in the workforce yes and they're liberated and they can sleep around yeah and, stuff. and it's like like just right it's like Mad Men. it's like the yeah. finale of Mad Men or whatever and like the pill or whatever and they you know they in this so this woman like lived alone and um i'm not that far into the book yet but I guess like a man picked her up or whatever and the crime occurred, mm-hmm. which sounds heinous. It's mm-hmm. described in the book. Mm-hmm. It's heinous. And um, yeah. And so I guess looking for Mr. Goodbar, like the idea is like, hey, you may have wanted to work and leave the home and not get married, but guess what? You're going to be murdered. Yeah. Like that was like sort of like the idea of it. Because of the time. Yeah. It was very much like, see, this is what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so this woman who's a journalist, she wrote the true crime book about it. So I'm like expecting sort of like, uh, I'm expecting like kind of a balanced like view. When was the, when was this book written? That's a good question. I think it must have been in the 70s as well. Right. Um, so it was, it was concurrent with the time. Yes, it was like concurrent. For some reason, I assumed it was written later. But I don't what, think from so. From what Christine told us about the writer's relationship to the police, like she had a lot of access yes. to the files and everything, which yes. later became a big problem. Um, but that, I guess, yeah, I assumed it was more of a modern true crime take. no it's the weirdest true crime book i've ever read and like i've read like in cold blood which would have preceded this mm-hmm. or whatever but like the way that she's like seeing it she has zero access to the victim's family <laughs> essentially like mm-hmm. they did not want to be like a part of it right and so she like basically every other line in the book is like Maybe she would have been dreaming about this. Maybe she looked wistfully out the window. Mm-hmm. Maybe she did it. And I'm like, this is a very strange, like strange filler. Right. Like I don't understand. And she like at the front of the top of the book, she's basically like, I didn't have access to anyone. So a lot of this is just me like kind of like coming up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like this is the whole book like i don't know if i can get through it but like i am curious like about this crime because it feels like a crime i never heard about Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like 
infamous crimes yeah. from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And that was just like one, I guess, was just like I had a blind spot about it or whatever. You should watch you, that movie. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, could it be like a watch along movie or is it too creepy? It might be kind of grisly. Yeah, but we did, um, what was the one? Uh, Nicole Kidman or whatever. Or, uh, wasn't there one where she's like married to like a medical doctor or something? Oh, Malice? <laughs> I would I would bet that the tone of Mr. Goodbar is a little bit different than Malice. <laughs> okay, well whatever. That's I do want to see the movie because I am curious about it like yeah. as, in terms of like what it was saying about like feminism and kind of liberation and all mm-hmm. of that stuff yeah. because this is, I don't know. Like it's, it's, I think it's a time for us to look back on that mm-hmm. because of all the backward stuff that's happened, like the Dobbs decision and you know, like all of this, like hatred towards like LGBTQ people yeah. and all this stuff now that's going on and God, like even around the world, like the Iran revolution stuff. And I, I don't know, like I think we have to look at sort of where, how we got here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm of two minds of it because it's starting to feel less and less to me like how we got here and more a realization that this stuff never went away like I in my comfortable life thought it did, you know? Right. Um, and the fact that it's been there and people have just been waiting for it to come back and kind of willed it to come back. You know, um, is is so discouraging and so dispiriting. You know, I have I have a friend um, who is a comedy writer and um, was dealing with like quit Twitter because uh, they're a person of color and they wrote for this show and was like posting about how proud they were of the show and then fucking just racist come out and have to ruin everything and just diminished everything that she had done. And, you know, and this is like a young person who's getting their start. And like, this is a big deal that they get to write on a network TV show and all that. And I, I I mean, a lot of it is internet. You know what I mean? I know that's true. That's unavoidable. I think I, it is, I guess enable that stuff to kind of come back the way that it has or to to be emboldened the way that it has been. Right, because people can hide behind fake names and yeah. stuff. They don't have to be blue checks. Yeah. They also don't have to be near you, you know? They can just write something. And it's it's hard for me in my feelings mm-hmm. to balance out what what is the good we got from us all being able to have access to each other and what is the bad and does the good outweigh the bad. And it is a thing where the bad stuff is so bad. It it lives on in your mind and heart longer because Mm -hmm. that's just the way we are. You know, it's like we remember bad things. I will say like for us, we are middle aged Mm -hmm. and we remember a time before the internet and we have a different relationship to the internet than young people coming up. Yeah, well, and I think that that is, uh, but I, I, I don't think it's that. That's not what I meant. I, I think it's that you tend to, you tend to focus on the negative more than the positive, because you just feel that in a different way, right? And you, 
when you relive those feelings, it's stronger than when you relive a nice time you had, you know, it's like you, I can think of, I can think fondly of good experiences that I've had, but my mind doesn't let me go live in it the way a bad feeling does. You know? I know that I have, um, I have to be honest. I am the same way. However, I think most of us are, but I, I have to be honest. Um, my ther the therapy that I'm doing because mm-hmm. I'm still doing therapy, and I'm very fortunate to have like health coverage to help with that mm-hmm. um, at this moment in time because that can go away any minute. Almost mm-hmm. every actor I know is like losing their health coverage. It's by the way. fucking terrifying. That's like a whole other situation. Yeah, and um, but I have found that through uh like some mental health work that has been less so for me. Mm. I would say same. Like I, I now it's a rarity for me to get caught up in that kind of thinking and that kind yes. of emotionality and I can catch myself doing it and get out of it as opposed to it being my whole night, like and lying in bed thinking like, of a thing from fucking 10 years ago. Totally. And also like, I can remember the first time I got trolled. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when that we were in many, <laughs> do you remember? Oh, we were going to ask me if I remember the first no, time I got trolled. no. The first time I got trolled mm-hmm. because we were in Minneapolis. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know about trolling. Right. And that was like, we, I don't think we were married yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we just, no, I don't think we were married yet. Mm-hmm. And I was doing like this online vlog thing with people. Yes. About yes. Mad Men. Yeah. Like, or whatever. It was like yes. A, I remember like a, this now. And yeah. then someone was trolling me and, I didn't understand any, I was like devastated because it was like some anonymous person that Mm -hmm. was just like shitting on everything about me Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand it. And you were like, you had already had experience with it. So I think, do you remember the first time you got trolled? I don't remember the first time, but I no, but I, but I, you know, I know that, um, that feeling of when it was a new thing of, yeah. wow, some stranger that I've never met is fixated is on. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like talking shit about me and saying, you know, saying really hurtful things yeah. in a way that they cuckoo Hi, wants cuckoo. to get in on this. Cuckoo, when did you get trolled? The cuckoo, first time? when was the first time you no, got trolled? Cuckoo, was it us? Don't get trolled. Cuckoo, don't get trolled. Cuckoo. Don't get trolled. Cuckoo, don't get trolled. Cuckoo. I don't understand the um the trolling thing. I mean, like we still haven't as a society like figured that out, but on the other hand, we still as a society haven't figured out bullies either. Yeah, we don't so. even have fucking universal healthcare. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean, that's unfortunate about your friend who is a comedy writer. Are you saying this person had to literally quit Twitter or take a break from Twitter? Uh I I guess that remains to be seen, but they were like I'm done with this. Uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm off Twitter now. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if they will stay off Twitter or what. I mean, they're not missing anything. No, they're not. I mean, I'm still sort of on Twitter, but like, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with this Elon Musk thing mm-hmm. because I don't want to be on it if he buys Twitter. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I don't think it's going to become an enjoyable product. It's already not that enjoyable, but like, yeah, it'll it'll get worse. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and also I don't really like or support Elon Musk and anything he does. Like he seems like kind of a dangerous idiot. And Mm -hmm. I, I just don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, I don't want him to buy it. Like, I kind of want the deal to fall through. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 50 50 at this point. Mm-hmm. I know they like basically said like he had to, but like, then the last thing I saw is like he's in trouble with the law mm-hmm. because he fucked around and found out or whatever, yeah, like yeah, yeah. on some stuff. And I'm like, he's going to do everything he can, I think, to not buy it. Mm-hmm. But like, I listened to this interesting thing about it the other day about essentially like, if he doesn't buy it, he I think he gets fined a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But if he's forced to buy it, it's like $45 billion. <laughs> so like it's almost like in a weird way, like cheaper for him kind of not to just like not buy it. Yeah. And like at this point in time, it's like now it seems like it's this weird dance. Mm-hmm that maybe he just wants it to tank altogether or something. So he doesn't have to pay. I don't know what's going I don't, yeah. I don't understand his game and I think he's weird and kind of weird. <laughs> like I don't get him. He seems like an asshole. He seems I mean, more than an to, asshole. To put it simply, he seems like an asshole. Mm, seems like worse than that. In what way? Like, like evil. Well, I don't know evil but i guess if that's a spectrum like some of his like cluelessness to me or like out of touchness and arrogance Mm -hmm. kind of falls on an evil spectrum a little too high well speaking of spectrums he is on the spectrum Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not, but that has doesn't nothing preclude to do... you from being a bad person. No, no. And that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about in terms of his, like, whether he's a, like, a well, de- I just meant when de- you're de- talking about cluelessness or ignorance or whatever. Like, I do think he's, he's, he's someone that's been born to great privilege. And like a lot of those people think they are better people than they are because they were born with success. Which is narcissism. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, but I also think that he doesn't get, like, he doesn't have a self-awareness. Like, he doesn't seem to understand, like, real life. Right. Which because I, of his billionaireness. Yes, absolutely. I'm talking about that more yeah, than any. Like, for sure. the way he's out of touch is, like, he's in another. Yeah. He's spending money on, like, going to space. Yeah. When like the sky is falling, yeah. yeah Do you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. And now, like, I guess he like, I don't know. I just saw this headline, so <laughs> I don't know if it's true or whatever. But like, he did like donate some satellite services for Ukraine so they could stay in communication mm-hmm. during the war. Yeah. And now he's basically telling the Pentagon like he can't afford Pentagon. Were you doing some political comedy? The Pentacon. <laughs> Pentacon. Let's take a break. Y'all, I'm doing Green Chef because I love it. I'm doing the Green Chef. Oh my God, what's Green Chef? Mm, well, it is a meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, veg, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, y'all. Green Chef offers a range of recipes or receipts, as we say in Charleston, to suit your prefs. Okay. 
They offer more customization than ever before. With new organic and wild-caught protein options, swap the protein in a meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon to see your taste, and we'll deliver our receipts tailored to you directly to your front door. <laughs> Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. That means that you don't have to work for them because they take the work out of it for you. They pre-portion everything. They give you recipe cards. They give you like instructions on how to cook. Like if you don't know what you're doing in the kitchen, you will automatically know what you're doing in the kitchen. Time-saving recipes packed with fresh produce and vibrant flavors give you more opportunities to get outside and make the most of sunny days before the end of the sun. So... Green Chef, the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. We love Green Chef. I personally enjoy all the Green Chef's meals. Um, I never had one that I didn't like. I, As I've told you before, I do the balanced. And it comes like almost like restaurant quality, like amazing sauces and total like taste combinations so please Please. go to greenchef.com slash homekins 135 and use code homekins 135 to get 135 dollars off across five boxes and your first box ships free that's greenchef.com slash homekins 135 we love you green chef this episode is brought to you by better help life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. Boy, do I relate to that! Say it again. Right? It's hard, man. Life is hard, and it only gets harder. <laughs> also, like, being burned out without knowing it, I know it. Yeah. Well, it, it takes a while to catch up with you, you know? It's really hard. And I've certainly had my low points in addition to my high points. Now, we associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. I want to tell you that I've said this before and I'll say it a million times. Therapy changed my life for the better. Everything that is good in my life right now I feel like I got there because of therapy. Um, It enabled me to have a loving relationship. It enabled me to deal with old feelings and sort them out and untangle them and not have to be burdened by them all the time. It's, it's, it's impact is incalculable. Um, So I highly recommend it. Give it a try. Um, Here's the thing. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And Stay of Homekins listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash homekins. That's betterhelp.com slash homekins. Give it a try. I want you to love yourself. Mint Mobile. Those big wireless providers forget that families come in all shapes and sizes. That's why Mint Mobile decided to shake up the wireless industry with their brand new modern family plan. Each line starts at 15 bucks a month 
and you only need two lines to get started. No matter how big or small your family is, you deserve to save on your wireless service. I personally have signed up for Mint Mobile. Thank you, Mint Mobile. And they have amazing quality wireless plans, and I'm saving money. For anyone who hates their phone bill and who doesn't, that's like the entire universe. Mint Mobile offers wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family and Mint families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus Mint Mobile's modern family plan lets you mix and match data plans so everyone gets the amount of data that's right for them. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number. That was the allure for me, along with all your existing contacts. Uh, I could have ditched some of my existing contacts, but it was nice of them to keep them. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. So thank you to Mint Mobile. We have a special deal for our Stay of Homekins listeners. And if you want to save on your mobile plan, you got to check it out. Get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, including the modern family plan. Go to Mint mintmobile.com slash homekins. That's mintmobile.com slash homekins to cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash homekins. Thanks, mintmobile. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. I have a plan if Hollywood goes on strike next year for the podcast, but I'm not going to reveal what it is. You're just going to have to keep listening. <laughs> yes, we also have to discuss it. <laughs> I already told you what we, what's going to happen. Oh, you told me what you think is going to happen. What are you going to do if Hollywood goes on strike next year? What am I doing now? And Hollywood's not on strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But think of all the free time I ha- I'll have from not having to audition uh, <laughs> all the time and get rejected. I know. The self-tapes. <laughs> hey, um, let's tell everybody about uh, the watch-alongs, if they're not aware. Um, we did this last October, and we're doing it again this October, where we're watching spooky movies during Halloween season, and we're uh, recording us watching them watching them. And then we want you to watch along with us. We upload the audio to our podcast feed. Look, we they already of, know if they if they have the feed, they know. What am I doing? We kind of like, there's commentary, but we watch the movie, but we still commentate. Yes, exactly. So it's not a commentary where we talk through the whole thing. It's not like, when I was filming this, uh, <laughs> there were 10 buckets of blood, and I just, it was so sticky. <laughs> I... I told the director I needed to take a shower in between and, you know, so we did, not that. We did Carrie from 1976, the original Carrie. We did the 1960, The Fall of the House of Usher. And the next two are surprises. Why don't we give them a exclusive on the next one? We'll let them know which one it Wait, is. Wait, really? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Because <laughs> it's already done. Well, can I just say... We haven't recorded the last one yet. The, the next one comes out on Thursday. They drop on Thursdays in October. Yes. So basically, we tell you, like, you sync it up, blah, blah, blah. Um, the third one of this, the third one we did this month that we're about to announce might be my favorite one we've ever done. Really? I think it's the best one. Because neither of us had seen the movie. Neither one of us had seen the movie. And it's a oh, bananas by the, movie. By the way, I didn't know anything about the movie. Except See, for I, like a poster. Yes. Of, I, right. The poster kind of tells you a lot. Well, kind of, <laughs> but not really. Like, 
Not necessarily really. No, there's <laughs> we are doing we did, and it's coming out this coming Thursday. I can't wait. The 1987 Hellraiser, the original <laughs> Clive Barker, Master of the Bacabra. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's nuts, that movie. Yes. And then we'll have our final one. We also have another fun announcement that Kinship Goods, mm-hmm. uh, we did announce on our socials. We have a limited edition at kinshipgoods.com, our official merch partner. Mm-hmm. Limited edition Stay of Homekins October sweatshirt with the Frankenstein Piggly Wiggly y'all guy. He's a Franken Piggly Wiggly. Mm-hmm. Franken Piggly Wiggly. Franken Pig. And but this is the most exciting, and this is not seasonal. It's all year round. The Kinship Kids they got themselves. <laughs> kinship Kids. They got themselves an embroidery machine, mm-hmm. and they are making this baseball cap. With the with the stay of pumpkins embroidered on the back, on the front, the cute little piggly wiggly in the sunglasses. He's got his sunglasses on. I love it's it. A cl- it's a dad hat. It's like a whole year. I mean, that's a year round. That's yeah, you not wear this for any occasion. And it's black, so you can wear but it. But it's not flu. limited edition. No, is my point. Not, I don't think it is. Right? Did no, they the Franken Piggly is no. This is year. Edition. This yeah. is year round. This is year round. Yeah. So you can get this for Christmas presents. But or, it's a great hat. It's so good. And we love the kinship kids, <laughs> kids so much. We love those kids. I like to wear my Franken Piggly shirt, watching the watch alongs. And uh, anyway, that's really fun. <laughs> Agreed. So, what else is going on with you? You're all into baseball right now. Yes, the Phillies have. Made I'm it into it too. To the Phillies have made it to the postseason. For the first time in, I believe, 11 years, and it's very exciting. Yes. Playoff baseball is very exciting anyway, but the fact is that it? It's, the Phillies are in there. <laughs> Just yes. kidding. I'm Come kidding, on. you guys. I'm getting into it. Don't, Don't yuck my yum. I totally get into it. I, if I were not married, I would not be watching sports. However, you have brought, I get sports now. What if you were married to somebody else? And who would it be? <laughs> Give me his name. Sorry. I'm going to fucking knock this guy out. My favorite thing in the um, January 6th hearing yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Was that yesterday? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That seems like it was a thousand years ago. That was yesterday. Oh. Oh. So yesterday, so basically they had the final J6 hearing, which was like upsetting because J6 mm. or whatever. Get to relive it minute by minute again. So like Nancy Pelosi's daughter is a documentarian and she was like following, I guess this wasn't in the J6 hearing. It was like revealed was later. Say, yeah. It was revealed later. Some of the footage was revealed in the hearing. Mm-hmm. She was following her mom around on that day. So she has all this footage. Wow. Like all the footage. That's wild. And there's like footage of like Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) She's like calling everyone, like trying to get the fucking National Guard to come Mm -hmm. because no one's coming to the Capitol. Mm -hmm. As we all know, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. no one authorized anyone like something for whatever reason 
<laughs> According to their plan. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, uh, you know, Trump might come to the Capitol with the whatever, with the rioters or whatever. And she's like, well, if he comes here, I'm going to punch him in the face. She's like, I hope he comes here because I want to punch him in the <laughs> face. And yeah, I'll go to jail, but I'll be happy about it. Because she was like so pissed that mm-hmm. he was inciting this like riot. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Like she, like, don't you think she was like all of us except for the 30%? (laughs) (sighs) What the fuck is going to happen? This country. (laughs) I think it's going to be okay. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I I think it's going to be okay because I just, one of the things is, this country is very large. Yeah, it's too big. It's too big, too and big. it's very heterogeneous mm-hmm. in its like thinking. Even though we only have the two parties or whatever, mm-hmm. but really, if you drill down, it's pretty fucking heterogeneous. Like, there's actually people out there that think lizard people are running the government yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if you get into the minutia, if you get granular, minutia. if you get granular about it, mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. And I just think, like, I don't know. I just think, like, the pendulum swings. And what if we had, what if they carved America up into three different countries? Why, why'd you pick three? Well, because I think two is too simple because it is such a big country. Yeah. So it's like basically, you get a choice of your favorite type of climate and mm-hmm. then you go move there, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that... I'll tell you why I think that can never happen. Okay. You don't... This is not a, why don't we do this? <laughs> you don't have to explain to me why we're never going to carve America into three separate countries. By the way, thinking of <laughs> how, the, how big America is, I hope if we have listeners out there in Florida that went through mm. Hurricane Ian, are like we're thinking of you. That mm. was like such a big, intense experience, mm-hmm. and hope everyone's okay. Yeah. And uh, we're thinking of you. We were lucky, lucky that our families in the path of that were. Oh okay. yeah, 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 definitely up at in South Carolina. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I just I could not believe the devastation of that. That storm was like massive. Yeah, terrifying. And they say, like, that's what we're in for. That's why, like, we can't, like, all, like, oh, we should, Texas should secede or California should secede or whatever. It's, like, it's not that simple because, like, mommy and daddy, which is the Fed, give us an allowance. Well, this is also part of my plan. And we're not going to move off of it. We give Texas back to Mexico. We give. Oh, interesting. We give Hawaii back to the Hawaiians. And we give Alaska back to nature, and no one's allowed to live there <laughs> except the moose. I just, I don't know. I mean, I get like why this looks like a good idea. This country, Thank no, Thank the you. country oh. being united. Yeah, but it's not very united. It sure ain't. It's not united. 
But I wonder if, like in the if in the three Americas, right? Mm-hmm. In my my bold plan, you would still have a mix of people who liked, like if you if you say, okay, do you want to live in the sort of dry heat places? Okay. You can go here. It also includes. The Pacific Northwest. Yeah, so it's what just are like these the three? Left half, are you just the chopping left, it in the, the left thirds? third of the country? Yes, in thirds. You're just doing little thirds. Yes, yes, yes. So there's something for everyone, right? I don't know. The middle part. Some I feel like the middle like part. That. They like we know people. No, but they want their money from us. They want the Californians' money. But they can have their own. well. Of course, hey, everyone's the Californians' money, but they will have their own money. No, they won't. They don't have as much money. They will be at their own country. They they set up their mint mm. and they start printing greenbacks or whatever they want to call them. Really? Yes. It's all bullshit anyway. I mean, it kind of is all bullshit. Like yes. I, I get that. Yes. But on the other hand, like if you look at the great wealth centers of the country. The GWCs. I don't know. Like what are they going to do to like support themselves? Well, they'll have to figure that out. And I think the people in the middle third, I yeah. mean, that's some real can-do attitude. <laughs> you want them just to... I mean, okay, I mean... The people that live in eh. Minneapolis during the winter and the summer, yeah, they can do anything. If, you, if you're able to deal with that, I you can set like, up your own currency. I like Minneapolis. I do too. Do you want to live there during the winter or the summer? Um, I don't know about that. I well, think I do. You don't. I think I could. Could is not the same as one two deer. <laughs> a deer. How? Like, what is my situation? Like, how much? Like, what? How much winter clothing do I have? That's well, a that's big the, part of it. That's the thing. This is how these decisions are made in my system. This system is. So, like, okay, so, for example, if I want to go, like, say I decide to live in the California part of yes. this new country. Which I hope you do, because that's where I live. Because that's where I live, yeah. and you live. It would be so much easier to It would be to move. easier yeah. to, and then I'm like, I really want to go to the Austin Film Festival. I hope you have your passport. So I have to have my fucking passport for Yes, this. exactly. And then I have to change my money over? Yeah, you do. To pesos. Oh, wait, because we gave them back. Wait, they get me- they're not Mexico. part of the middle. Oh, wait, they're going back. I get That's it. That's right. They go back. Okay, so say I want to go to, like, Minnesota. Right. I want to... passport. I had to get my fucking passport yes, for this exactly, shit? exactly. Exactly. I don't know. These countries aren't going to run... They're not going to do... They're not going to do well. Maybe they'll thrive. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Because we'll have stuff we need from them. California? California will need things from what, other places. What, like gas? Although we're going like full electric here for our car fleet. What if we In, need like 12 like years or 10 years, 15 years? Hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> New York bagels. <laughs> I... I've seen so many. Wouldn't New York, going to New York seem much more exciting if it was going to another country? That's. 
No, it seems like we're like I don't want to go through customs just to go see a Broadway show. Do you know like, what I mean? Uh, but but then you, I mean, you go through and customs change my money to, to see uh, uh, something on the West End. Yes, because I'm going to London. And is changing your money that big a deal in an almost cashless society? Hmm, interesting. It's the math that's hard for me. It's the math. The, the the conversion? Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, when I go to other countries, I'm like, I could be spending $50 on a candy bar or I could be spending $2, $2 on a candy bar. Right. I the don't thi- know. The thing Sometimes is... Sometimes I just need that fucking candy bar th- okay, and here, I worry about it when I get home. Here's the thing. When I worked on Kelsey Grammer Resents the Sketch Show, <laughs> when we first got to London, me and the three other Americans... Yes. The... The what is it? Okay, so the dollar I think was weaker than the pound. What is it when you're spending a lot of money? Like your money doesn't go as far. The dollar's weaker. The dollar's weaker. So the dollar was weaker at the time, I think, because our friend Caitlin. Anytime we would buy anything, she would say, "It's like seems like it's five pounds," and then she said, "That's like seventeen dollars." And after a while, we had to say, "Hey, we're living here for." A couple months, you have to stop saying that because what can we do? <laughs> so she knew how to do it like right away. Oh, and she did it right away all the time. And after a while, I was like, please, that's a bummer. Okay, if Texas leaves America, they can call it Texit, like Brexit. That's right. But if we give it back, if we give it back, yes, then what? Then they going? don't need that wall. We don't need border no, security. Oh, exactly. Money saved right there. I'm going to sound a little crazy just for five seconds. Crazy than what I was talking about? Yeah. Okay. I don't understand borders. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand them? I don't believe mm-hmm. in their necessity and i'm not being like liberal woke like you just want to open the borders no i'm not talking about that i'm literally not even talking about politics i'm talking philosophically Mm -hmm. as a human being on this planet Mm -hmm. as in like i do not understand now now yes fine back in the aid long ago the explorers whatever yeah there are dragons on the maps and shit i get it you might bring disease Mm -hmm. to populations or Mm -hmm. or whatnot and so you have to be cautious like if i'm coming from canada i can't bring an apple from there or whatever (laughs) they're like get that apple that's right like i understand that Mm -hmm. okay Mm mm-hmm but as human beings on planet Earth, mm-hmm. why, why is it the way it is? I, I'm being, I know it sounds like I'm high and I'm not. No. And I, I've barely had my drink. I know what drink. you mean. It's I like, just don't understand what the fuck this, that, or the other. Like, I just like, can't we all just like live places 
like if I want to move somewhere, I can't mm-hmm. like like if I want to move to London, like mm-hmm. which I would love to do if I were very wealthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's not allowed unless right. I go through like all kinds of crazy ass shit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why? Yeah. And like people who need to leave war torn countries, mm-hmm. like that whole like special in the Holocaust, mm-hmm. where it was like the refugees were wanting to come to like America and they're like, we can only take 35 people. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, I know. What? I don't, I, I know I'm sounding stupid and like I'm high and I'm not. No, no, no. It is, it's a very, I just don't get it. It's a very like easy thing to trip out on when you look at a map and you're like, these lines are just ridiculous. You know, that they, it seems so arbitrary and, then you get into when you zoom in and you look at like political districts and stuff like that and gerrymandering and how that, how, the, how a, it gets even more arbitrary of like, this is a district and the shape is so weird that it doesn't make any sense. And well, that's on, that's because they want to like rig the outcome. Well, no, I know why they do it, but it is, it's hilarious when you look at it. That it's like this is a, you know, this area right here means something. Like this shaded area in red. I don't understand in the age that we're in now, like if you're talking about district districting, mm-hmm. how we haven't done, how it's not done by algorithms yet. Yeah, I know. Not that I want it to be because I, because algorithms are created by humans mm-hmm. and that can also be rigged. Well, but ad- how this has not become a thing yet where it's like, this is a neutralized Whatever. The answer, unfortunately, to a lot of this is racism, which is just old, ancient prejudices of like, if we let all these people in, we're going to stop being what we are, what makes us who we are, which is code for white, you know? Speaking of racism, LA, oh. <laughs> Los Angeles got on the national news this week. Oh, shit. There was like a big city council. I mean, first of all, First of all, first of all, I can't believe Bosch is not on right now because like... Bosch, we need you. Well, like now it's Bosch Legacy and I feel like they're not going to get into the ins and outs of like the city. Like I feel like this, like the writers for Bosch, if it were not Bosch Legacy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like would be going nuts over this city council shit. Wait, was Bosch like a law and order type rip from the headline show? Well, there was a lot of like Los Angeles... Uh, politicking in it, but based on real stuff. Based on, not necessarily. Yeah, based on based on real, like based on uh, based on believable stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. But legacy, they don't. Do that. But like they did, like the last season of Bosch, like it was all about like the cops. Remember the cop. Oh, well, maybe that's Bosch Legacy. Oh, well, maybe they'll get into it on Bosch Legacy. <laughs> Where the cop, like, shot someone. It's like... Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because I've seen a fair amount of it. Because of me. Because I'm a big yes. Bosch yeah, yeah, yeah. head. You're a big Bosch head. I'm a Bosch bitch. <laughs> um, such a bo- anyway, Anyway, so, like, the fact that our LA City Council, which... Who even pays attention to City Council? Mm-hmm. Which... I guess we do because it's a big city and we pay attention and people and are paying attention. Turns out you should because <laughs> this kind so, of shit is happening. So crazy 
is that it has gone national. Like yeah. the president of the United States has now commented on it. Yeah. It's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Because what happened was, in case you weren't following this week, these LA City Council members were taped having a conversation about their fellow city council members and they were being racist and disgusting about them and like plotting about them, like yes. plotting and like saying like racist things. And they talk- and talking about like carving up different districts and stuff like that. But then and- they also talked about like this one guy's three-year-old child who is <laughs> yeah. an adopted black child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like calling him names like racist. What is happening? I'm trying to silence my watch and I hit the wrong thing. Oh, that's what's happening. Oh my God. Anyway, I'm just saying like, that's insane that like LA local, mm-hmm. Los Angeles local politics mm-hmm. has landed on the national stage. Yeah. Like, wow. I know. I, I really hope that the upside of this is that it makes people pay more attention to local politics. I don't know what the upside is because I feel like people were starting to pay more attention to local races already mm-hmm. just based on kind of like the last six and eight year six years mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this is upsetting. This is just upsetting. Well, I mean, people were paying attention to like, you know, Senate and Congress and stuff like that. Like the Senate became so important where people were really focused on that. But city council is like, that's a big deal in your in where you live. City council and the mayor, that's like a huge deal. Well, especially in Los Angeles, because uh, if you don't know, Los Angeles is um, sort of in the middle of this unhoused crisis that has grown exponentially um, in recent years. Mm-hmm. And there's a housing shortage here. And it's like, you know... There's just gridlock. There's gridlock in the city government and the like uh state government and it's like it's like the the it's just I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It seems like an impossible epidemic, to be honest. Well, it's it's not though. And they've let it grow. They yeah, let it they grow. Have, they have. And they let it grow and faster and but what is encouraging is there are people that um are getting into office and running for office now that are more progressive and uh uh are hopefully not just going to uh accept the status quo as it is and and actually get things done. And I think the more those people get in, the more of them will get in, you know? I think that, I think people right. are fed up and I think that they want, they want things to change. We'll see. I mean, there's a big mayor race that I'm not, I don't know. I'm not confident at the moment. I know. I'm kind of sweating that too. But I mean, my fondest wish is that Rick Russo spends all of this money and doesn't win. Um, money that he could be spending on helping to fix the things that we're talking about. Um, but instead he wants to be mayor. Um, but we'll see. Let's talk about something fun. What, a, what recommendations do we have? I, um, I want to recommend, I read this celebrity memoir and, um, fun is not the right word. <laughs> 
It's called I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And she was a child actress, which I didn't know who she was, but this book came out and it was getting a lot of attention. And I absolutely love celebrity <laughs> memoir, guys. I love memoir. She loves them. I just love memoir. And um, I was like, I'm curious about this book because I've just seen it everywhere. And uh, in the titles, intriguing. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was very uh, intense and well-written, but there's dark humor, obviously. The title kind of tips that off. <laughs> um, yeah. So I highly recommend that. Um, we just finished Bad Sisters. Which we recommended last month. Uh, did we really? hmm Wow. Well, the finale, yeah, we just watched the finale last night and it was terrific. It's a really great series. And I didn't realize until today how much it departed from the original, uh, Belgian series that it was based on. Um, and it's so good. So I'm excited because, um, tomorrow night, which is October 15th mm-hmm. is Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You are performing live at the Elysian Theater. That's right. You are doing a Varietopi Y'all, which is a countryfied version of his great variety show called Varietopia. Mm-hmm. And there are still tickets available for the 10 p.m. show. Yes. The early show sold out, 10 p.m. show. There's still, as of this recording, there are still some tickets left. Um, but it's going to be a, 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 like just a silly show. I have great guests. Um, I never like to say who the guests are beforehand. And I will not say that now. I'm saying you got to trust me. And People, you got to trust me. I'll always bring you something. If you're good. in LA and you're listening to this tomorrow on Saturday, October 15th, and you want to come to the Elysian, where might somebody find the ticket? They just go to the Elysian. They can go to the Elysian Theater.com. They could go to paulftompkins.com slash live. Okay. Um, it's very easy to find. Well, I'm very excited because I can't. I, first of all, I'm probably the biggest fan of Variotopia that walks planet earth i think that's safe to say <laughs> and i'm very excited to see that um anything else are you listening to any fun any other things you want to plug i know you did comedy bing bing oh you know what i want to plug on um the 20th of this month uh i've plugged this podcast before too scary didn't watch Sorry, no, it's the 22nd. Of October. We're doing, uh, I'm their guest for a live, we are doing, I'm their guest for a live streamed episode um, where we're going to cover uh, Orphan 2, First Kill. If you remember the first Orphan movie, <laughs> and this is a spoiler if you need to fast forward, first Orphan movie concerned, an orphan who was adopted by this family, and then it turns out she was a 30-year-old Russian woman. <laughs> that was a big spoiler. Yeah, who was wearing makeup. Um wasn't and it based on a real story? I don't know about that. <laughs> I think based on is a very generous way to say it. But this, I think, is a not a sequel. I think this is a prequel to the first movie. Same actress. So she's even older now. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do this. But I'm, uh, I'm very excited to join the Too Scary Didn't Watch gang. I will be the person who is... Um, recapping the movie. So I have to watch it and take notes and all that. How do people find 
this. PaulFTompkins.com slash live. And where are you performing at? Dynasty or is someone? No, it's just, just online. Oh, you're gonna like yes. z- you're gonna zoom. It's, it'll be zoom, and zoom. I will we'll all be in costume. Oh, is that right? Yes, 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 yes. Related to the movie? No, not related to the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's whatever you want. I have a few ideas, and we'll see what I settle on. <laughs> but I will tell you this: I purchased some theatrical makeup. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting, no matter what. <laughs> But go to paulftompkins.com slash live. You can see all my dates on there. Oh, my God. That is so exciting. We're just excited over here. We're so excited. Anything else that you are loving right now or liking? or Not that I can. I'm trying to. I, re-watch, I just rewatched the original Star Trek series, which I haven't really seen since I was a kid. And it was really fun. I think it holds up really well like for all of the stuff that is kind of cringy about the time period the stuff that is good i think outweighs the cringy stuff okay and there's some really good episodes cool yeah and we got our um omicron booster and our flu shot we're ready baby i got covid arm she got covid arm from it yeah i'm sorry don't let it deter you actually i was recommending to my friends and family to get the COVID booster, the Omicron bivalent booster first, and then like a week later, then get the flu, sh- like space. Yeah, because we did both in one day. Yeah, and I, I had a reaction. Yeah. I had a bad reaction. Yeah. Not just in my arm, like I was like feverish for like 12 hours. <laughs> like, But still do it, guys. Oh, for <laughs> definitely get the shots <laughs> and stay safe, you guys, because, you know, we're still sort of like in this weird... Stay safe and always. All right, look, we got to go. We'll be back next month with another episode. We have two more watch along. Thursday, Hellraiser 1987 drops, and then the final one, the final week of October. Until then, stay stay safe, safe, stay stay sane, sane, and stay strong. strong.